0: Thank you, Ivan and Steve. It was very enjoyable. Well, we come to the main message portion of our service now, so let's get our Bibles out. We're going to start off in the book of Romans, so we'll turn there, but let's start with prayer. Heavenly Father, you're such a giving God, such a very thoughtful God, and we want to thank you again for the wonderful gift of your word that you've given us all. And it's so free to us today in this country and in this day and age. Uh, So as we open our Bibles today and read the scripture, just let the Holy Spirit do his job of opening up our minds and our hearts to take in what we hear and what we read. So Lord, thank you. Guide us and lead us. We know you're transforming us into the likeness of Jesus Christ, so change us today. Help us to learn, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, being thankful to someone else is totally an arbitrary decision. You can be thankful, you can show thanks, or you can choose not to. And unfortunately, we live in a society today where there's not a lot of thankfulness. There's a scripture here in Romans chapter 1 where the Apostle Paul describes the end times, and this is what he says. Romans 1, beginning in verse 21, this is uh, his view of society as a whole, for although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles." And they worshiped those things instead of the true God. But notice, he specifies that they did not give thanks to God. They were not thankful people. And uh, to a great extent, that tends to be the attitude in our society today. I don't know about you, but when I was little, my parents tried to teach me to be thankful. I don't know how many of you were taught to say, please and thank you. Please and thank you. Yeah, you remember that, don't you? I think uh, that's not taught a lot to little children today. Uh, There is a word that I'm sure you've heard quite often, it's the word entitlement, entitlement. We tend to live in an an entitlement society, and that, of course, is the belief that one is deserving of privileges or special treatment. A lot of people feel that they have that coming to them. And, you know, I kind of cringe, I hear little bits and pieces, we have an election next year, and uh, some of the candidates are saying, well, I want to forgive everybody of their college debt so you can go to college for free, or I want to give everybody healthcare totally for free. And you know, it's this sort of thing, and and there was another candidate who said, we just want to give everybody money every month, free of charge, I don't know if it was $1,000 a month or $1,500 a month that doesn't lend itself to thankfulness or being thankful because when you receive things from the government, it's an entity that's out there someplace. It's not a personal relationship. You know, when somebody gives you something personally or does something for you personally, you know, you wanna respond and and be thankful because that's proper manners, okay? Uh, But when the government gives you stuff, who do you thank? You can't call up the president, you can't call up Congress and and express thanks, Who, who can you thank? And that's the society that we live in today, and we're losing more and more of that attitude of please and thank you. My mother called it the magic words. You know, when I asked for something, she was about to give it to me, but she wouldn't let go of it. Maybe it was a glass of chocolate milk that I asked for. Bosco was popular back in those days, and I loved chocolate milk. And my mother would extend it to me, and I'd go to grab it, and she'd say, what's the magic word? Please, there you go, you can have it. And thank you was just as important. Amen. Now, we are the type of people, being God's people, that need to be mannerly. We need to say please and we need to say thank you a lot. We can't lose that. God is teaching us to be that kind of a person. We're all familiar with the story back here in Luke chapter 17, and it's usually around Thanksgiving time that this uh, passage is brought out. I'll go ahead and do it. Luke chapter 17, and it's the uh, story of the, the lepers that were healed, the 10 lepers. Ten healed of leprosy. Luke uh, 17, beginning in verse 11, actually. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, and he was going into a village. Ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And we, having not been in contact with that disease, we don't realize how serious and how devastating it is. It's the type of disease where, you know, parts of your body start to fall off and you're horribly disfigured, your face or other parts of your body. So these men were cut off from society. They had to live in a special colony and be alone because leprosy was contagious. So verse 14, when Jesus saw them, He said, go show yourselves to the priests, because the priest was the one who gave someone approval who was very sick, to come back into society. So he says, just go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. So they stepped out on faith. They started to make their way to the priest. And on the way, they were all healed. I mean, body parts came back where they had disappeared before. Fingers were reattached. Toes were reattached because they had fallen off. One of them... Just one out of the ten, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. He wasn't even a Jew. He was a part of society that was considered to be an outcast by the Jews. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? And they were. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. So all ten were healed physically, but this man received another blessing because he was thankful and he came back to thank and praise Jesus. Jesus said to him, not only are you uh, healed, not only are you cleansed, your faith has made you well. And as I said earlier, Jesus has died for all mankind, but it isn't until you come to to God and Jesus Christ, His Son, and specifically express your thanks for what He did for you, and to praise Him as well, not only are you healed from the death penalty, but now you are made well. You have now entered into a personal relationship with Jesus, and now his death on the cross applies to you. And that's what everybody has to do. You know, Jesus died for the whole world, but if they reject that or they'll have nothing to do with it, they don't feel that they need it, that death on the cross has not taken meaning in that person's life. It's kind of out there. It's kind of objective, something that God has done for you but when you come to your senses, come to Him, thank Him and praise Him and accept His sacrifice for you, then it becomes subjective, see? Then you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross to make that available to everyone, but it's not until you repent, come to Him, accept Him as Savior, that it now applies to you personally. Just like in the case of these lepers, only the one, even though all 10 were healed of their disease, this one has become well, Jesus said. In other words, he has now uh, become a disciple. He's become a follower of Jesus and he's now in a personal relationship with him. So he has something that the other nine don't have. All 10 were healed, but now this one has been blessed and made well in a special way because he was thankful. So you see, this is what God wants of all of us, to be thankful people. And as we know, our thanks goes first and foremost to Him. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. You know, when this dawns on us, as it, you know, does in the life of every true Christian, it changes us from the inside out. Our thanks goes first and foremost to God. Why? Well, Paul explains it here in Ephesians 2 beginning in verse 1. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, Satan, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Okay, this is something to consider. What exactly do we have to thank God for? Well, if you think back to the story of Lazarus, remember he was a man who died. Jesus came three days later and called him out of the tomb and brought him back to life. Do you realize that Jesus has done the exact same thing for you? He has raised you from the dead. Is that something to be thankful for? Now, we didn't personally die With the breath going out of our life, like Lazarus did, but you and we were all dead in our sins, totally helpless, without hope. And Jesus, when He died on the cross for us, in a sense, raised us back to new life. (coughs) Verse 3 All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts, like the rest. We were by nature objects of God's wrath. But because of His great love for us, verse 4, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you've been saved. That's something to be thankful for? You bet. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus God in His mind already has us pictured in heaven because we're not saved by our works, we're saved by grace and the goodness of God. So when He thinks of us, He sees us sitting up there at His throne with Him. Verse 7, in order that in the coming ages He may show the incomparable riches of His grace expressed in His kindness to us through Jesus Christ for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by work so that no one can boast, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do." So okay, our thankfulness starts with God. We recognize what Jesus did for us, we recognize we're sinners first and foremost, and we need a savior, because if we don't have a savior, we're all doomed. The wages of sin is death, but Jesus has died in our place. So, boom, thanks to God forever and for all eternity, thanks to God. And you know what? We give thanks to God not just during the good times, but we give thanks to God in all cases. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It's easy to give thanks to God when things are going well, when we're receiving blessing after blessing, but the Apostle Paul reminds us that as we give thanks to God, it's not only in the good times, but it's also in the bad times. Now, that's hard to do because when times are bad, we tend to blame God. And we become impatient with God, saying, God, I prayed for this. Now, why isn't it coming? (laughs) Why aren't things working out the way I asked you to work them out? Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, beginning in verse 16, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So be, be thankful and give thanks in all circumstances, not just in the good times. It's easy to thank God in the good times because you got what you want. You're pleased. You're happy. But what about in the bad times? We're to thank Him then as well. You know, I was reading a poem. Uh, I was able, unable to bring it up on my phone this morning. But uh, this person uh, in this poem told us, to be thankful in times of happiness, but also to be thankful in times of trial, persecution, and sadness. Because if we didn't experience those things in our life, how would we learn to rely on God? If you didn't have trials in your life, if you didn't have disappointments and sadness, how would you learn to rely on God? It's easy, you don't even need to rely on God during times of happiness because everything's great. But when you're in tears, and you're mourning, and you suffer a loss, it's only by experiencing those times that you learn to rely on God. I mean truly to rely on Him. And in this poem, the man said, uh, thank God, be thankful in times when God answers your prayers and also be thankful in times when He doesn't answer your prayers. Wow, how can you do that? Well, you realize that when He did not answer your prayer, He knew better than you as to what was best for you. Amen. And He made a decision not to allow you to have this thing that you were begging Him for because He knew maybe that it would turn, it, turn you from Him, that it would be not in your best interest, that you would end up having more grief by having this? You know, a lot of people over the years, in the relationships you had, maybe you prayed that this one person would ultimately marry you, and God didn't answer the prayer the way you thought. Maybe because God knew that that person was in many respects not the right person for you. And, you know, we all went through through tough disappointments like that. We were in love and we kind of fell out of love. God knows what's best for you in the long run. And maybe this person that you were so excited about would never have turned out to be a Christian or would never have been able to walk your Christian walk with you throughout the rest of your life. So, you see, sometimes when you don't get the answer to prayer... It's because God knows best for you. Well, it's always because God knows what's best for you. He says that things will work out for the best for them that love Him. And we love Him. And in order for things to work out the best for us, sometimes God has to say no. And if He said, said yes, your life would be miserable from that point forward. We all would like to, to, to win a million dollars, wouldn't we? God says, I'm not so sure that's the best for you, (laughs) because that's going to mess up your life from day one. He says, you're good with what I've blessed you with. Don't be yearning for all these other things, because you think they're going to be good for you, and believe me, they're not. So thank you, Lord, (laughs) for sometimes not answering our prayers. We would rather put our confidence and trust in you that you know what's best for us. So keep leading, leading us, God, in the way that you know is best. So thankfulness starts with God, and we need to be thankful to Him in all cases. Good times, bad times, because He's in control. And He understands sadness, He understands regret. He isn't asking us to do anything that Jesus Christ Himself didn't experience on earth. You know, Jesus had disappointments. Was it disappointing for Him when Judas betrayed Him? Yeah. Was it disappointing for Him when, uh, well, certainly when He was arrested, when He was accused even though He didn't do anything to deserve it, when He was put up on a cross and pretty much tortured until He died? Yeah. Because Jesus was learning to rely on the Father, and He was setting an example for us through it all. So Jesus was rejected, Jesus was uh, uh, betrayed, was Jesus uh, disappointed when Peter just totally disregarded him and uh, said, I don't know the man, I don't have anything to do with him. Jesus was right there listening to what Peter said. So Jesus knows what rejection is all about, he knows what betrayal is all about. So God isn't asking us to experience anything that he himself didn't experience through Jesus Christ. God wants thankfulness now to become our lifestyle. First you're thankful to God, but then you're thankful to everyone around you. Do you realize that thankfulness, being a thankful person, really has a very positive effect on you? research shows that an attitude of thankfulness and gratitude is good for the human soul. Gratitude is one of the most overlooked tools that we all have access to every day. And cultivating gratitude doesn't cost any money, it doesn't take much time, but the benefits are enormous. I was reading an article in Forbes magazine, which is a very well-known and esteemed kind of a business magazine. And in Forbes magazine, it kind of gave seven points for you to consider here, and I'd like, I'll read through these quickly. It's kind of like the, we used to have booklets, the seven laws of success or the, the seven laws of radiant health, remember that years and years ago. This is seven reasons why it pays for you to be grateful. First of all, gratitude opens the door to more relationships. And we've been called to preach the gospel. And isn't it a good thing to have a lot of relationships? Because then it opens the door for you to be able to communicate with people about God and the gospel. So gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Not only does saying thank you constitute good manners, but showing appreciation can help you make new friends. Thanking a new acquaintance makes them more likely to seek an ongoing relationship with you, because you like to be around thankful people, don't you? Have you ever done something for somebody and they just totally ignored it? I got into the habit a while ago of doing something nice for some, somebody, and if they didn't say thank you, I'd say, you're welcome, and then all of a sudden, you know, you hold the door for somebody, and they just kind of walk right in. And I go, you're welcome, and then they turn around and say, oh, oh, thanks, thanks, you know because their mind was elsewhere or maybe they were entitled to be opening the door for them. And it's probably not the best attitude to have. I don't recommend that you do that. But I was pushing people's buttons because there's nothing worse than doing something. I mean, planning on doing something or buying somebody a gift and you give it to them and they go, oh, and they set it down someplace and never say a word to you. That irks me. Secondly, not only does gratitude open the door to more relationships, gratitude improves your physical health. What? Yeah, doctors have proven. Thankful people experience fewer aches and pains, and they report feeling healthier than other people. Thankful people are also more likely to take care of their health, exercise more often, and get regular checkups from their doctor, leading to a longer life. Well, we're all connected, you know, body, soul, mind, all that's connected. And if you have a thankful attitude, you're going to benefit physically from it. Thirdly, gratitude improves psychological health. Being thankful reduces all sorts of toxic emotions envy, resentment, frustration, regret. It also increases happiness and reduces depression. Being thankful because you're getting your mind off yourself, and you're expressing your thanks and gratitude to other people. Fourthly, gratitude enhances empathy, feelings for other people, and it reduces aggression. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a civilized manner, even when others behave less kind to you. Gratitude, uh, people who practice gratitude are less likely to retaliate against others or seek revenge. They're more sensitive and sympathetic toward others just by practicing the habit of being thankful and grateful. Number five, grateful people sleep better and longer. That's something we all need. Number six, gratitude improves self-esteem. Rather than being resentful toward people who have more money or better jobs, grateful people are more likely to appreciate other people's accomplishments. And finally, number seven, gratitude increases a person's mental strength. Recognizing all you have to be thankful for even during the worst times of your life, fosters resilience. In other words, the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. They have found that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experience lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. And they even found with the people, you know, who were around during the time of the 9-11 terrorist attack, that people who were thankful and grateful as a habit tended to be able to deal with that sort of thing in a less destructive way. So, like I said, being thankful doesn't cost you anything. You know, of all the changes God wants to see in our life, this is one of the easiest. All you have to do is be aware of the people around you and watch for things that they do, and always express appreciation and thankfulness. And you're gonna find that your whole attitude, your whole physical life, your whole mental life, psychological well-being is going to change for the better. But we don't do things like this just for the benefit we're gonna receive. We do things like this because God wants it in our lives. And the the final point that I want to bring out is thankfulness is something that has to be expressed. You know, you can't just feel appreciative and thankful in your heart. (laughs) When somebody does a kindness toward you, you don't just go home and think, oh, I I feel so much better. I love that person. They, They were so kind to me. You know, it was nice of them to do that. Feeling that inside doesn't do anybody any good. Thankfulness must be expressed you got to go to that person and say, listen, I want to thank you for being so thoughtful and kind toward me. Thank you. It doesn't do them any good when you just hold those feelings in your heart. And the same thing with our relationship with God. God likes it when we express our thanks to him. He appreciates that. And he's done so much for us. That's not just a thought that we hold in our hearts and in our minds. You know, it's like when I hold the door open for somebody and they go through without acknowledging me, I get a little upset about that. <laughs> you know. And when we don't turn to God and be very thankful and appreciative toward him, maybe he kind of feels the same way. I don't want to bring him down to my level, but maybe he thinks, wow, you know, I sent my son down to this earth to die for them, to pay for their sins, And to give them life everlasting and they won't even acknowledge me? I think that's what Paul was trying to say there in Romans chapter 1. How can you not respond to God for what he's done for you? And I think because of that general attitude in our society, our society is suffering curses for that. So it's a good thing to be appreciative. It's a good thing to be thankful. It's a good thing to practice gratitude. Let's see if we can do that more often. Let's look for ways, okay? You know, sometimes people do things for us on a regular basis, and we just get accustomed to it and expect it. You know, last night, uh, my wife usually cleans the house on Saturday, and I said last night, thanks for all the hard work you did today. And usually I would just, you know, well, that's that's her job, isn't it? (laughs) Smack. That's her job, she's the house cleaner. You know, I go out and buy the groceries and work on the car and, no. Be aware of what people do around you, whether it be at home, that's where it starts, at work, wherever you go, look for ways to express your thankfulness. And you know what, those people are going to respond to your thankfulness, they're gonna feel better about themselves, you're gonna inspire them to do more things. We have a fellow in our neighborhood, he's probably in his 50s, and he hardly ever talks to anybody. He waves and so on. But uh, he's got a job where, uh, I guess because of his company or wherever, he uh, plows snow. I think he does it around his, the building where his company is, but he drives a pickup truck and he's got a big plow on the front. Several years ago, he started to plow the driveways of all the people in the neighborhood that were a little bit older and he started plowing our driveway for us. And he gets out there about five o'clock in the morning before he goes to work and he's out plowing driveways. And uh, he gets real awkward when you confront him or when you approach him, he doesn't talk much. But you know what, we had one heavy snow, this goes back years ago, we probably had a foot or so of snow. And I thought to myself, how much work it would have been for me to get out there and shovel that, because it was real heavy stuff. And he came by, and within a minute or two, he had our whole driveway plowed. Well, I made it a point Uh, the next day. I saw him go out for his mail, and I went out there in the cold, and his name's Paul. I said, Paul, I said, I want to thank you for what you did for me and for all the neighbors here because we've got a lot of older folks, seniors, and man, that's a heart attack waiting to happen, getting out there and trying to, to shovel that snow. And he got all embarrassed and hemmed and hawed, and I said, hey, that was a very Christian thing you did. And uh, he said, well, thank you. <laughs> but acknowledge what people do for you. Acknowledge what you see people do for others. And say, hey, I don't know if anybody said thanks to you or not, but I'm going to say it. Thank you for your service to the neighborhood here. And nobody pays him. He doesn't ask for any pay or anything like that. He does it for free out of the kindness of his heart. And I don't think he goes to church, but you know what? He's reflecting Jesus Christ in his life. So when you see it, acknowledge it. Express it. It doesn't cost you anything, and it doesn't take much time at all but express this thankfulness. It started with God, it came to you in a blessing, now He wants you to share it with others. Be thankful people, show gratitude in your life. And by doing it, God is pleased and God is also praised. Heavenly Father, thank you for this small instruction today. So easy for us to do. Why is it so easy to take for granted the way other people serve us? The things that we receive, we don't live in a personal society, Lord. We live in a society where so much comes from government, and there's no one to personally thank. But we want to thank you, Father, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to this, to this earth to die for us so that we can have salvation. And help us praise you and thank you daily. But also Lord, help that grace that we've received to flow through us and to reach out and and touch other people and encourage them as well. Help us to be a thankful people. Help us to be a people that shows gratitude in every respect. So Lord, thank you so much for being the God that you are and for making us the people we are now because we're being transformed into your likeness. We just say keep up the good work, Lord, and help us to get out of the way and let you do your work in each of our lives. We love you. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.